Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Grasping the dignity and significance of women and work, specifically Christian women and work. That's right. And this is a good book, not just for women, but for men who love women in their lives. Well said. And mm-hmm. this conversation was really, really good. It's called, uh, the name of the book is called The Cultivate. A Gospel Vision for Women in Work. And Chelsea Sobolik was uh, was our guest. She is the one who wrote the book. And let's just start right here. She just uh, lays it out, why God put this message on her heart. Well, Chelsea, how in the world are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Great. Doing Thank great. You. We're so glad you're with us. All right. So why did you want to focus on work and women? You're thinking, hmm, I need to write about this. So I wrote this book really born out of my own personal experience in the workplace. Um, A couple of years ago, about eight years ago, I walked through a very difficult professional circumstance. I was working on Capitol Hill at the time for a member of Congress I deeply respected. And to make a very long story short, he resigned in the middle of the Me Too movement, um, resulting in the staff losing their job. And I'm a female in the workplace. I'm a Christian female in the workplace. And I did what I do in in times of life, um, you know, difficult times of life. I went to the bookstore to look for books on Christian women in the workplace. And there weren't hardly any at the time. There's actually a lot more now, but at the time, um, what I did was just bought every book I could find on Christian calling, vocation work, all of that. But I really wanted to write the book I wish I'd had as I was navigating a really complex situation, but also as I personally was thinking through and exploring what does God's word say about women and work and what it means to be a Christian at work. And um, so was really writing what I wish I'd had, but got to explore a lot of, a lot of really fun topics um, in the book. Um, at least for me, a lot of fun topics uh, <laughs> that I hope are very applicable to other women thinking through work. We have never had a conversation about, again, work and women, just, you know, it's it's always been just kind of general, right. vocation in general and calling and all of that. So this is this is really, really good. One of the things I wanted to, to make clear here, everybody, mm-hmm. this is really important because we have some uh, stay-at-home moms who are mm-hmm. listening as well. Okay, even if you don't receive a paycheck, you're still working big Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Caring for children yes. and homes, volunteering, yeah. leading a Bible study, caring for aging parents. All of this, Chelsea, is God-given work, isn't it? It absolutely is. And I think that's one of the things that we need to do better in, in Christian circles is talking about all of us spending our spend our days working, both men yes. and women, some inside the home. And like you just said, that is I'm actually at home on maternity leave right now, and it is hard work. Um, So, yes, congratulations, too. (laughs) Yeah, that is hard work. And, you know, this really, it does, when I think about it, it's kind of crazy that we have to talk about this because, uh, uh, except for what, a day or so, women have been around as long as men. You know what I mean? Back to the Garden of Eden, we've been here doing doing our stuff. 
And you guys got We've us into trouble. We've earned our place. And remember, you're and the one I, who was... Oh, the, oh, oh and sorry. then Adam goes, sorry. oh, the woman you gave me. So he blames God for it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, see, Chelsea, I know how to get Kate going right here. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Well, I think it's important on that note to point out, obviously, work predates the fall, but then God blessed before the fall, God blessed Adam and Eve and gave the creation mandate to both of them. He gave them the commandment to be fruitful and multiply, to subdue the earth and cultivate the earth. So both men and women are given that commandment to subdue and exercise dominion over the earth, which predates the fall. So I think that's really important to to just point out that that the creation mandate was not just given to Adam, but it was given to both of them. Yeah. We often talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, the ideal Christian woman displayed there, described there. And I find it interesting that uh, if you go through Proverbs 31, you see a lot of a lot of examples of her working, doing things with her hands, buying a piece of property and selling it and, and all of it. I think that's really interesting, don't you? Absolutely. So this passage, you know, Proverbs 31 is a woman um, who fears the Lord. She used to be praised. But this passage of scripture touches on multiple life domains, family, vocation, service. Um, It tells us the story of a working woman. You know, we see her rising before dawn, making her arm strong, considering a field and buying it. But we also see her... opening her hands to the poor and the needy. So she's not just focused on her, her home, her dominion. She's also um, in the marketplace considering a field and then also considering and helping the, the vulnerable in her community. So uh, I think she's a really great example for women who want to consider what working well looks like. Again, even if that's not in the corner office or even if that's not fully staying at home with children. You know, one of the big concepts I write about in the book is the concept of seasons, especially Mm. for women. Um, Life comes in seasons um, and seasons change all the time. And so I think it's really important, you know, people ask, should I stay home with my kids? And I, I can't answer that question for you because everyone's life is so different and circumstances and that's where wisdom comes into play. But that's also where the concept of seasons comes into play where, um, you know, one season might look one way for a year or two and then change and, and all of that. So I love getting to hold up, you know, this picture of, what wisdom looks like for a woman um, and and mind some of those truths from Proverbs 31, because this woman is hard at work and gives us a very good example of what it means to be um, a faithful Christian woman working hard. Chelsea Sobelik is with us. She's written a book called Called to Cultivate a Gospel Vision for Women and Work. I am a woman, hear me roll in numbers too big to ignore and i know too much to go back and pretend sorry chelsea i had to throw that in just for fun (laughs) i love it (laughs) (laughs) oh this is great all right so let's talk about calling and discovering uh, our sweet spot for our vocation and how god calls us to our work and the importance of work and how we can use that as a springboard to glorify Him. I always love these conversations. I love I do too. So as I was reading and researching for the book, 
um, in light of my own personal experience, but also knowing each person's story with work. Again, like we said earlier, whether inside the home, outside the home, or a combination of the two is very different. Um, you know, what's the through line for all of us? Something that, you know, I, I do feel like I have a very particular calling. I live in Washington, D.C., work on, in public policy on behalf of vulnerable people, but that's not everyone's calling. <clears throat> so as I was thinking through and reading from people much smarter than me, the the through line that kept coming to the top for me was the idea of stewardship, that God has entrusted each one of us with gifts, with desires and passions um, and abilities to make the world a better place. You know, the two great callings of every single Christian everywhere around the world is to love our neighbor and to glorify God. Um, the Great Commission is our, our, our calling. So what is how do we do that, whether we are stocking the shelves at Walmart, making a cup of coffee, um, caring for little children, running an organization. How do we all do that? So I love the idea of a steward of stewardship because a steward is one who manages or looks after something that is not their own. Um, and as Christians, nothing that we have in this life is truly ours, not our time, not our finances, not the, our relationships. It's all a gift. It's all on loan from God. And so, um, you know, as we're, we're thinking through what does God want me to do with my life, or maybe someone's listening and they're frustrated because they don't feel like they are where they want to be. Um, I would, I would step back and say, what has God entrusted me with right now? And how can I use my time, talent, and treasure, um, to, to love God and love neighbor? Um, and I think as we begin to view our lives as stewards, it releases almost our death grip on our jobs, our finances, our friends, our influence, our all of these types of things that we can um, choose to joyfully give back to God. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. One of the things I want to ask you about, Chelsea, is, is it wrong for me to pursue my career ambitions? Ambition can, it's kind of like a bad word in in some circles. I mean, they're like, okay, well, Christian circles. Well, we don't want to be ambitious because that's not glorifying to God. And it's not about me, it's about him, et cetera, et cetera. But we can be ambitious for the right reasons. And so they're, they're, it, it's all about the motives here. But how do we handle this whole idea of how ambitious should I be? What is the right kind of ambition for, for that matter, not just women, but all of us in the workplace? I love this question because you're right. It can get a bad reputation. Um, I think especially for women, um, if you're too ambitious, you're labeled as this. Um, but I, there's a book I actually highly recommend. It's called um, Rescuing Ambition. I think the author's name is Dave Harvey. But Yes, he's been with us on the show. Yeah. He's been with us <laughs> he's here. He's wonderful. A good, isn't he? Yes. That's a great book, yes. isn't it? It's such a good book, and I learned so much from him uh, because I am ambitious in my professional career. And I think I've struggled with, you know, I live and work in D.C. I'm among other ambitious people. Is it wrong for me to want to excel at my career? 
Mm. Um, and I think the answer is no. God put these desires and passions in my heart. Um, and there's such a thing as godly ambition. You know, we see in Colossians to do everything with excellence to the glory of God. And so that looks different for me as a Christian. I do think it is good and right and godly even for us to pursue what he has laid in front of us with excellence, with wanting to be the best public policymaker I can possibly be. Because when I'm excellent and pursuing excellence and ambition in my career, I'm not like as a Christian, I'm not doing this for selfish gain. Or if I am, that's a conversation I need to have with the Lord. But <laughs> yes. Lord willing, I'm not doing this for selfish gain. I'm doing this because I view my career and my work, everything I do, like I said, inside the home, outside the home. I think homemakers and mothers should be ambitious too, because we want to be the best moms we can be. Um, and of course, everything is undergirded with grace. This isn't all on us. We're not you know, putting this burden on us. But I do think there is godly ambition that we can say, how can I give my best to God every day? And what does that look like? And through the work of my hands, whether it's caring for little people in the home, caring for aging parents, or in the workplace in, in some capacity, um, our work helps us to love our neighbor. Um, I don't remember who said it, but I think no, it was Martin Luther. He said, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. Yes, so, you know, maybe uh-huh. you're yeah. cooking a meal to take to um, a sick neighbor or, or whatever this looks like. Um, I do think we should we should seek to give our absolute best to God undergirded with grace because um, it's not all on us. But I do think that we should give serious thought and consideration to how we how we conduct ourselves. You mentioned that you got caught up in the uh, crosshairs of the hashtag Me Too movement and, and what happened with uh, your position there and the dynamics now uh, concerning women in the workplace in light of all of this. I know this is a big question, but uh, how do we deal with that as believers? How do Christian women handle this very big issue? It's a big question. It is a big question. (laughs) And like you said, I I did walk through gender discrimination. Um, My boss resigning in the middle of the Me Too movement. Um, And if any of your listeners have experienced gender or racial discrimination, um, I want to be the first to say I'm so sorry. Um, anywhere we see sexism and racial discrimination, it is an assault on human dignity and the image of God in every single woman or men have experienced these things as well, but women at a higher rate. We know scripture tells us God created men and women with equal dignity, worth, and value. And when someone is mistreated because of their sex or the color of their skin, that they're ultimately that person who's discriminating against them is ultimately insulting their creator who created yes. them to uniquely reflect him. So the as golden Christians, rule, I, you don't do unto yes. others what you wouldn't want done to you. Absolutely. That's not so hard, you know? It isn't so hard. <laughs> it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be. But I think as Christians, it's so important for us to regularly remind ourselves that each person we interact with um, whether it's a, a person of a different gender, a person, a, a, you know, 
a woman interacting with a man, vice versa, a person from a different country, every single person we come into um, interact with bears the image of God. Amen. And that is the foundation for us. But then <clears throat> as Christians, we need to be on the forefront of pushing back against darkness. You know, one of the things I love about the Proverbs 31 woman where we, we discussed her earlier is she is helping the poor. She's helping the vulnerable. She's using her voice as a woman, her position as a woman to care for others. And so God has given us different, um, different ways and abilities to do that. Um, and as stewards, I think we need to steward our influence, our voice, um, our abilities to, to help the vulnerable. And sometimes, unfortunately, those are other women in the workplace who have experienced sexual or racial discrimination. Yes. Name of the book is called The Cultivate, A Gospel Vision for Women and Work. And Chelsea is the author of the book. And what a great conversation. I realize, I mean, many of our conversations we have here when we get together, we're just scratching the surface. But hopefully, you know, the way the Lord works uh, out of these conversations, uh, he, he really... He really encourages you. And maybe, ladies, you're driving to work this morning and you're like a bit discouraged and, and you're like, oh, man, I'm just kind of dealing with some issues at work and, and all of us. We hope that this conversation has been an encouragement to you. But if you want to take a deeper dive, and we hope that you will, you want to get a copy of the book. Chelsea, what can I say? We want to have you back at some point. Would you come back and chat more with us? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Curtain Gate Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.